We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What's going on, world? You are tuned into episode 21 of Brunch Culture. Yes, episode 21. As always, I'm your homeboy, Randall Keith, and I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Lisa Victoria. What's up, y'all? All right, y'all. So we have a couple things on our review list for this week. The first thing starting off is a lawsuit for AT&T, which Lisa and I are definitely excited about. Usually I don't like to see people getting sued and people argue, arguing, but this lawsuit is sure to hopefully come out to be something great for subscribers to AT&T. So the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, is suing AT&T for throttling its unlimited data customers. Basically, if you don't know of what throttling is, if you're not an AT&T customer or somebody that experienced throttle, throttling on Verizon or another carrier, for those people that have the grandfathered unlimited data plans, we were used to having data, using it all the time. Uh, once smartphones and iPhones became a huge thing, everybody started to get them. We have those people that have the, the grandfather data plans, we still use that on our iPhones. And AT&T decided that they would throttle our speeds, meaning that after a certain number of gigabytes per month, we get slower speeds, and it was not too much we can do with it besides go into a tiered plan, a tiered data plan, which was more expensive, which with less data, but unlimited. My unlimited data plan cost me $30, but I get unlimited data. So FTC is saying that it's a problem. AT&T deceives its customers, uh, promise unlimited data, and basically today our data phones that use the same data, they are bricked because they are decreased. The speed of the phones are decreased by sometimes about 90% because we can't use our phone. I've definitely experienced that with my phone. I know my bill cycle, right, maybe like five days before my bill cycle is about to run out, I can basically not use my phone for nothing. So I have to always rely on my iPad or the data from my iPad to do stuff on my phone. So I'm actually really excited about this, and we will keep up with this story, follow this story, and let you guys know what's going on with this. Yes, yes, I'm definitely looking forward to something positive coming out of it for me. Because my internet, I feel like it's slow on the third day. <laughs> so I need to fix it. That's all. <laughs> but in other news, this week um, on Monday night, the highly anticipated drumline to the new beat came out. I was excited about it coming out because I was such a fan of the first Drumline movie. And it was great, even though, you know, looking back on it, Nick Cannon was a little corny in it. But (laughs) at the time when I first saw it, I was a little younger, and I was like, man, this is great. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to do a sequel. Uh, 
I didn't even see a sequel coming because the way it ended, it didn't have you anticipating the sequel. It just ended. And it came back, and I was I was like, in the first 15 minutes, I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> it kept getting. I was like, let me stick it out because it's gonna be better. And it kept getting worse. And by that time, I was an hour in, and I was like, I had to complete it now because I don't, I don't watch it halfway. But it was garbage. And I saw a meme on um on Instagram, and it was a man watching some trash, and he said, watching Drumline too. <laughs> the fact that you called it garbage so so cleanly, like hey, it was garbage. So that's 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 pretty rough. I started watching it. Um, I came in maybe about ten to fifteen minutes after it started. Cause I forgot that it was coming on. Started watching it, and I was thoroughly disappointed. Um, I continued to watch it for a little bit, and then I was like, yeah, I'm actually going to go back to doing something productive because this isn't doing anything for me. In all fairness, I think maybe we are just at two different stages in life, and, like, when we saw it, we were – that movie came out in high school. I remember being in the band and thinking – I wasn't on the drum line, but I was like, oh, man, you know, it's about the band, and, you know, one band, one sound, that was the thing we we wanted to do, and everybody kept saying. So (laughs) – I'm thinking maybe it's just because we're at different stages in our lives. That's probably why. Maybe like younger people that were in the band saw Drumline too, and thought that it was great. But I think maybe possibly because we were younger, and now that was a long time ago, and now we're adults and professionals, and the movie is just not the same, and we probably don't have that same wow factor because we're not engulfed in the band as we once were. Maybe. Just perhaps. No, no, I think it was garbage. Just I don't think <laughs> No, no, it was just garbage. <laughs> no matter That's what, okay. No matter what perspective you look at it. Well big up to <laughs> big up to Nick Cannon, uh, who I believe he, he's actually directed it or he I know financially he backed the movie. Um, I'm sure he got a great deal with H1 for doing it, for making it happen. So I say, hey, we don't like it, but if somebody was able to make a positive business move out of it and get a nice hefty check cut, boy, more power to him. <laughs> yes, he he actually probably got something for that, and I'm happy for him. <laughs> he probably got something for that, and I'm happy for him. <laughs> That's all right. (laughs) Well, moving on, guys, to our main topic. Today's main topic is titled The No Phone Zone. No No Phone Zone. No Phone Zone. They know better. They know better. Want to go better. Hey. So I know this is probably the lamest thing in the world, but I was super excited to sing that on the show. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yo, look, I'm addicted to No Flex Zone, and people think it's funny um, because everybody's like, you usually aren't. That's not your thing today. Well, No Phone Zone, No Flex Zone. See, look at me. I'm now making a new song for, for 
it's an awesome song. But that's not what we're talking about. Today we are talking about No Phone Zone. And this idea uh, for No Phone Zone, we're talking about the the death of personal interactions. Uh, I recently went out with a group of people, group of friends, just at dinner talking, and I just happened to look up. And I looked at three tables that were to my left. At one table sat a family of a, a husband and wife appear. I'm assuming they're husband and wife, and they're two children. One of the children were really small and was in the wife's hand crying. She's um, in her arm crying, I'm sorry. She's trying to shake the child to uh, calm them down. And in her other hand is her smartphone, which she is browsing through her phone as she's trying to attend to her crying child. Wow. Across the table sat the dad who the entire time was on his phone. Now, these people are at the table with food there, so from the mom's perspective, she's eating, entertaining her child, and on her phone. The dad is eating and on his phone. The poor kid that was sitting on the other side of the dad, I didn't see too much, but I'm assuming they're not enjoying this experience because, yeah, they're on the phone. Behind them was a couple that the entire time you can tell that they're in, in interacting with each other from conversations. You see laugh, you see heads go back to the side, and they're feeding off each other. One would talk, the other would stop. So you know that they're conversing amongst themselves, but the entire time their their phones are in their hands. Um, the next table, a similar situation. You got a few people at the table, everybody's phones in hand. They're picking it up, putting it down. I go back and look at my table, and I realize that one person has their phone in their hand, but for the rest of us, our phones are on the table. The screens are either lit, have just been lit, or just put down. And I realize, man, we literally are losing personal interaction. We are getting together to have fun with our friends, our loved ones, and hanging out. And the majority of the time, we are perusing Facebook or some social media app finding out about other people that aren't physically here and we're losing out on the people that are here. And I think this is crazy. What do you think, Lisa? Um, I'm, I have a confession. I used to be that person. Um, I don't have a child, so I wasn't holding the baby and <laughs> looking at my phone at the same time. <laughs> but um, I'm constantly on my social on social media. I'm constantly on my phone, emailing, texting, talking constantly on my phone. So uh, it wasn't, I didn't realize it until I visited my best friend in Richmond, and we were hanging out, and my other friend Morgan was there, and all three of us were hanging out. We were at dinner, and they were like, seriously, Lisa, seriously, you have been on your phone the last two hours. At dinner, we went bowling, you was on your phone. Like, you're not here with us. And they made such a big deal about it. I was like, dang, I I really am on my phone a lot. And I didn't realize it because, you know, you're just doing it out of habit. And so that was the first key. And then I went to my – I have a really close friend um, named Maria. And so when we would hang out, she would, she puts her phone down. She doesn't touch her phone. And it made me feel bad, like, looking at my phone because she's giving me her undivided attention. And I was like, you know how 
supposed to touch her phone. And she was like, yeah, because I'm with you at this time, and I'm supposed to be spending time with you, so why would I touch my phone if I'm supposed to be hanging out with you? And I was like, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Wait, that's a good point that I don't follow. <laughs> so she helped me to, like, okay, let me get off my phone. Let me be in the moment. So I got adjusted to this thing, and my parents hate it. So when me and my brothers and my parents are having dinner, they, if we're out at a restaurant, a family dinner, they're like, do not touch your phones. Everybody put their phone away because you need to. My parents are like, be here with us. <laughs> and so we're not supposed to touch our phones. Now, me and my brothers don't always abide by that, but – uh, 75% of the time, we don't touch our phones. 75% But I implemented that. I'm <laughs> I'm really strict about that on dates, though. In my recent dates, I'm the, 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 like, the first date I had with the most recent guy I was dating, he, he was like, I was like, okay, when we got to dinner, I was like, hey, can we just not touch our phones? And he was like, oh, I've never done that at dinner. And so... He was like, okay, I'll try it. And so we were able to have a conversation and have dinner and not to our phones. And we just kept that throughout all our dates. So it worked really well because it gives you a chance to know the person, gives you a chance to make eye contact, gives you a chance to do all of that. And so I'm really trying to implement that when I'm with my friends to actually be with them and spend time with them versus not doing that. Right. And I think, I, honestly, so I remember my ex-girlfriend telling me that, like, you're always on the phone. And I remember going to visit her, and she was like, let's leave our phones in the car everywhere we go and have an opportunity to have a missed call or mix a missed text message so we can we won't miss each other. And it was very beneficial. But to play devil's advocate, I think it becomes hard and challenging. And here's my thing. If I'm going to – if I'm hanging out with you for an event, let's say we're going out to eat, we're going to the mall, going to the movies or, you know, going whatever we're going to be doing, and this is a one-time, momentary, a few hours event, I don't mind putting my phone away. I think that's sensible. I think I'm here to be with you. But if we are just kind of kicking it all day long – if I'm coming to your house, Lisa, and we just gonna hang out for this Saturday and do whatever happens and just be random, I think it's unfair and unrealistic for you to expect me to keep my phone away the entire time because I don't have. This is Saturdays are my opportunity to kind of really catch up on life from the week, so I'm like, if I'm gonna be with you all day, then I kind of need you to understand that. If we're in conversation, I can definitely put my phone away. But if we just kind of, you know, just having lighthearted conversation, talking about whatever, uh, driving around and just kicking it, yeah, you're probably going to see my phone because, I mean, I kind of have to respond to it. I can't just let it go because then once I'm done with you for this entire day, I got to spend the rest of my night trying to catch up with everybody that has contacted me or, or all the things that I could have just easily been responding to or communicating with these people beforehand. Now I got to do that tonight and then possibly tomorrow. I just feel like that that's a little unrealistic. 
totally. And I, I don't think the whole day that I have to have put my phone away. But if it's a date or if it's a dinner, and if I'm trying to catch up with, like, for instance, my friend Maria, we don't really – we she was very busy. So we weren't hanging out all the time. So when we did have a moment, she was like, okay, we don't have this time often. You know what I'm saying? Is it somebody right. every day, then that's different. Or if y'all hang out every day with that kind of regularity, then that's another thing. But if you're at a family dinner, like I had breakfast with my grandparents a couple weeks ago, I don't think that's the time where I should be on my phone. Um, A date, depending on the longevity of the relationship, but even if you have longevity, if y'all don't see each other all the time, in that two-hour span that y'all do see each other, I think that you should put your phone away. Um, But an all-day thing, if we just hanging out friends randomly, of course I'm going to pick up my phone. I'm not going to put my phone away altogether. Um, (laughs) You ain't that important. (laughs) (laughs) Unless somebody just died. I mean... <laughs> and you have heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. Lisa will only put her phone away all day for her friends if somebody dies. So you have to be literally dying for her attention in order for her phone to go away. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but in a serious case, or if I'm on the floor at a hospital, where I'm on the floor where you can't use your phone. You know, those kinds of situations. But an all-day thing where you don't want me to touch my phone unless I'm on my honeymoon, I don't understand why. But unless I'm on my honeymoon. <laughs> so you got to be marrying me or dying to see <laughs> dying to talk to me for me to put it away. That's real, Lisa. You know what? I just say thank you for your realness and your transparency. <laughs> on Brunch Culture. Our listeners truly, truly appreciate it. As your co-host, I truly appreciate the fact that you just say, look, if you're not dying or we're not getting married, I can't really help you in this put my phone away all day department. I just don't think. (laughs) Nah, but honestly, in in all seriousness, I definitely follow what you're saying. I think, you know, um, you sent me an article um, basically from, I was it, uh, Psychology Today, and they were talking about the um, how much people use their phone, how, how frequently we use our phones. And I think that with that being the culture of today, those things, it's sensible to say that for an event, for a period of time, a family dinner, you know, a family outing to actually focus on these, our family members and our loved ones. But if I'm going to be with you all day, then you can't expect me to do it. So one thing I just want to talk about briefly is just what are some 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 realistic things that we can do? I think, you know, we've addressed the fact that it's a norm. What are things that people can do to help out and be mindful of the fact that we're always on our phones and we're missing these uh, face-to-face interactions with the people that we care about? And I don't think anybody does it to be dismissive or because they don't care, it's simply, as you said before, out of habit. It's a habit to just pop open Instagram. Instagram is probably my worst social media 
uh, outlet because while I won't post all the time, quite frequently I pop it open to see what somebody else has posted a good – I'm always looking for a funny meme and things like that. So that just happens. So what types of things do you think we can do to just be mindful of that and kind of minimize the frequency of us being glued to our devices? Um, I think one habit that I've seen people do um, is put – we did this when I was hanging out with some friends. We were at dinner. Everybody just put their phone in the center of the table face down. Right. That way you're not sneaking under the table trying to text and they talking to you. Like, yeah, I'm listening, and you ain't heard me. They said because you're trying to check Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, send an email while they're talking and trying to hide. So they keep everybody on the same page. None of us right. on the phone giving people undivided attention. And look at people in the eye when you're talking to them. That's very important to me. Um, when I'm having dinner with somebody, to look them in the eye when I'm having conversation. I think yeah. that's important. What, what do you think? I definitely think I definitely think those two things work. Um, I think maybe and it probably and this is maybe thinking it from my experience. I think there are people that I frequently talk to. A lot of those people aren't here in the city where I am or located in other places. So I think it's healthy to try to schedule the time to have with those people outside of it. So be it, hey, you know what, we're gonna ha- actually have a, a face-to-face FaceTime or Skype conversation once this week or next week Um, because I think one of the things is you kind of feel like you have to keep up with those people that you don't have the opportunity to talk to all the time so what that does is that bleeds into other other people's time but I think with having like our Skype and our FaceTime and things like that today these new forms of technology we can use that to kind of have these one-on-ones hey let's talk about it. Let's let what's going on. Oh, you're not doing anything tonight. All right, well, I'm gonna call you uh and let's just wrap it wrap it up for like thirty minutes and just catch up with each other. So you don't feel like there's a necessity for I really, really have to text you right now. I really, really have to be tuned into you uh right now because I haven't talked to you in forever. I've kind of missed you. Um and I definitely think too I've used that it's funny because sometimes we don't practice what we preach, but I make my sisters, uh, my family's actually in town this weekend, and I always make my sisters take, we all take our phones and we put them in the center so that we can focus on just talking to each to one another. But today at brunch, my sister called me out. I was responding to a text message to somebody that texted me like four messages and I just saw the alert. So I was under the table responding, and my sister turned over like, what are you doing? Put your phone away. All right. I'm, either you can put it, she was like, either you can give it to me or you can sit on it. And I'm like, Dang, but I'm just thinking as we're talking now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm always a stickler telling them to get off of their phone, and here I am doing it, and now I'm having to, <laughs> I'm on my show talking about the importance of this and realizing that, dang, I still kind of suck at it at times, too, because I'm trying to, and the problem was not that I was just responding to the message, but I responded to the message and it sparked a conversation that you kept seeing me hold my head up, and then put my head down. Hold my head up, and then put my head down. And my sister's like, ah, stop it, cut it out. We're not doing that. <laughs> so I think, you know, having those things of, all right, I'm just going to put this, I'm going to put this, if I'm already in the conversation, I'm going to let you know, hey, I'm out with my, my people, I'll talk to you later, or I'm at dinner, I'll talk to you later, or just simply putting the phone um, out of reach somewhere where you won't see it and you won't know that it's there. 
Yeah, I'm not putting my phone in my car though. Yeah, I think that's not safe. Yeah. I want nobody to break my car, break in my car, and then I also don't want. I think phones today are good for safety. If anything can happen, you can communicate somebody and alert somebody what's going on. I'm not one of this, oh, I'm just going to leave my phone in some arbitrary place for uh, the entire day. Just, yeah, nah, mm-mm, I'm okay. Yeah, and even when you date it, what if you're, you know, they could turn out to be a killer, and you don't got nothing to call nobody with because you oh, your phone Stop dating the killers, Lisa. Stop dating the, the killers. It's, I only say that because I didn't want to criminalize Marathon. But, uh, <laughs> favorite show. Great show if you don't watch it. <laughs> but, um, moving on, I hope you enjoy our main topic today. Hit us up on um, social media with hashtag ChatBC and let us know if you have any suggestions for the No Phone Zone. How you handle this? Is your phone taken away from you being present? Have you thought about what we said and say, you know what? I haven't been social enough with my friends. We hang out, but we don't really hang out because we're always on our phones. So hit us up at hashtag ChatBC, hashtag no phones on, and let us know what you think. Now we're going to move into our random topic. So today's random topic is a woman who was arrested for debunking an egg beater in lava. Now, this woman is in her late 50s. She <laughs> said, now, we, if you haven't seen the news, in Hawaii, the lava is flowing from the volcano, and it's going to hit some homes soon. It's flowing slow, but you can't stop it. It's 2,000-degree lava. This woman, they have barricades. She trespassed. Her and her friend went over the barricade, and they threw knives, forks, spoons, an egg beater, a golf club, <laughs> in this lava. She said she just wanted to be close to, to the lava. In all her 20 years, she's being there, she's never seen lava. And she wanted to get up close, and she wanted to throw some things in there. And she was sad that she got caught. She she was arrested. She was sad that she was arrested. I really don't think it had anything to do with what she did. But she was sad <laughs> that she got arrested. She was released on $250 bond. Thank God she has the complexion for protection. And she <laughs> was... Released on only two hundred fifty dollars. Wait a minute! <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I just got. Okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm protected. What protection? <laughs> Gotta have it. <laughs> Don't leave on without it. <laughs> and yeah, I, I just don't understand. I just. When you're this old, you know, when I hear this from young people, it's just like, seriously, ma'am, you're too old for this. Well, in her defense, Lisa, I think, and I didn't feel this way until I saw the picture of the flowing lava. And I was like, so I kind of get it, right? You haven't seen seen lava before. 
you have the ability to get up close and personal with it to a degree, it's neat. You want to see what it can do. You always heard about it. This lady for 50-plus years has been hearing about it, that it's being there, and now it's actually in her face. It's in plain sight. I mean, she probably just like, I just want to see how it works. What can withstand the lava? In my mind, and, you know, I know you think I'm a little crazy, but I think if I just have faith enough to believe that I can stick my hand or my finger, not my whole hand, that's what it is, but maybe just the tip of my finger in there, if I truly believe that if I can stick it in and pull it out, I'll be all right. And I think maybe that's what she just wanted to see. She wanted to see, like, you know, I probably don't want to touch it just yet, but I'll just throw something in there. You know the whole thing of, like, you, you play with fire until you get burned. It's kind of one of those yeah, but things. Like she but just it's 2,000 play with it. degrees, though. 2,000 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to stick your finger in there. That's, that's going to mess your hand. <laughs> I, I just. I mean, and then you're going to be right here looking like he ain't twins. <laughs> oh, Lisa. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. I can't take my co-host right now, guys. I can't take my co-host at this moment. I <laughs> so, yeah, this was <laughs> extremely... Yeah, so this is wrong. Um, <laughs> this lady is crazy. And the moral of the story is to play with lava or fire. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> so we're going to move to today's quote of the day. Today's quote of the day is, don't write a prescription for others if you won't take the medicine yourself by Hart mm-hmm. Ramsey. And yeah. that's what real Randall pointed out. He tells his sister, you know, and his family don't get on the phone, but he was on his phone today. And sometimes we give advice, and we have a hard time applying the advice we give. Right, so right. I, I know we all need help. I totally need help in that department because I could dish it out, but sometimes I need to to take the prescription that I've given others. So definitely. Exactly. We thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Brunch Culture. Um, remember to join the conversation at hashtag DC. Hit us up on social media, on Twitter at twitter.com slash brunch culture, on Instagram at instagram.com brunch underscore culture, and on facebook.com slash brunch culture. And remember, you can hear all of our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. Go on there. We really need you guys to sign up for our newsletter so you can get the first alert for our new episodes every week. And remember, at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.